Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Okay, cut that music. I can't play that guy after what he what, we, what he did the other night. Look, this is uh, Red vs. Blue Sports Thank Talk you. Radio. This is uh, your host, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, Scott Atkins, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, we are uh, moving on to week two in the National Football League, and we had one heck of a start last Sunday. Yes, it was. It was a great start, Scott, and uh, a great start for our NFFC team. Uh, I'm pretty amped up about it, uh, but there's a lot of uh, moves that need to be made, Uh, a lot of moves as far as fantasy uh, waivers and things like that. uh, Which are already done, yeah. So we we pretty much need to uh, you know recap those and uh, recap uh, recap what's been done and uh, let's get let's get going to week two. All right, let's get it rolling. Sixty seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are. Scott and Mike. And Mike, we had a uh, big weekend last uh, Sunday where everything kicked off. Uh, Luckily, I got out of uh, O'Hare Airport. I was stuck there for a while. And, uh, man, remind me never to fly into O'Hare. That's such a mess. I got home about an hour. You know, the whole plan was to, um, you know, spend time with the family and the neighbors and the friends all here in Indianapolis had a big party planned and uh, got stuck at O'Hare, could not get home for anything, got at the airport about 6 o'clock in the morning, took the red eye out of Vegas. Um, thanks to Alex for helping me out a little bit there in Vegas. But, uh, you know, I got stuck in O'Hare and couldn't go anywhere. I went to go get a rental car. I was going to drive home. It's only three hours, right? And they kept canceling the flight and postponing it and canceling and shuffling me to a different gate. I just got so tired of it. I'm just going to go rent a car. They wanted like $250 for a one-way Rental. Forget and I was that. Like, I, Forget that. I'm, and I remember I'm, when I'm you stuck. when you called me, you were like, uh, it was like eleven o'clock. Said I'm still in Vegas. I'm I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to sit down with my family and watch football. And I'm yeah. like, holy cow, it's eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the best of situations, but it worked out. Got home about um, 
uh, about 30 minutes after the uh, kickoff of the Colts game, had just heard about the uh, big Anthony Gonzalez knee injury. And, uh, well, there you go. Everybody that drafted Anthony Gonzalez in the uh, fourth, maybe, you know, early fifth, um, lost somebody that they were really counting on to be a number two wide receiver. It's a sad, sad day for Anthony Gonzalez owners. Uh, But hopefully they were able to um, take a look at uh, one of the players that are available for the backup role uh, in Indianapolis. It's either Pierre Garçon or Austin Colley. And, Mike, I wanted to start the show by taking a closer look at just what happened in that Colts game to maybe give us an idea of what we're going to see out of this offense. Sure. Uh, Peyton Manning dropped back to pass 39 attempts in this game. Reggie Wayne was there for every single one of them. Dallas Clark for 33. And then Austin Colley was in there for 33 of them. Pierre Garçon for 31. So out of the 39 attempts, Colley was in for 33, Garçon for 31. We don't know a lot more than that. Uh, that that doesn't really tell us much. I mean, they're they're both in there for well, about uh, the same amount of plays. But I want to look a little bit closer, Mike, and then I'll, I'll kick it off to you. Right. Um, Anthony Gonzalez was just in there. He's the starting right wide receiver on the right side of the field. Reggie's been on the left. Um, looking a little bit closer, it took about uh, 12 plays before Austin Colley got into the game, and then it took to the 18th play before Pierre Garcon got in the game. Uh, when when Gonzalez went down, Garcon was the receiver that took over for Reggie Wayne for the entire rest of the game. He took the right side of the field. They threw Colley into the slot on the right. So you had both those guys. Uh, actually, Colley was back and forth right to left in the slot for the rest of the game. So if that's any indication, Garcon has that spot. Uh, Garcon has that spot for um, – for Anthony Gonzalez, but you'll see a lot of Austin Colley in the slot. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning, he's going to need help, and if teams start to double on Reggie, that that, that can't happen. So that's going to leave up uh, Garcon to uh, be able to do the left side and Reggie Wayne on the right side. And that will open up Joseph Adai as well. And, you know, just the whole entire game for Indianapolis to be able to do. Indianapolis is not a 14-point team. That's just not the way they are. And they're going to they're gonna be able to, uh, you know, do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And they need somebody, and Garcon could be the – he could be the guy. Well – uh, Indianapolis is playing Miami Monday night. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a dog fight for both of these teams. Uh, Miami had a, a tough game against Atlanta, but let's take a look closer look at what Miami did against Michael Turner. Turner was held to 65 yards, Mike, on 22 carries. We're coming right out of the gate here with this because we've got so much to cover. We've got to get to it. Uh, that's not that doesn't bode well for Joseph Adai or Donald Brown. Uh, Joseph Adai had a, a decent day thanks to that touchdown uh, this past week, um, but I don't know. I, it's kind of a, it's kind of a shaky a shaky uh, play here because Miami played so so well against against Michael Turner in, in a great offense that Atlanta's sporting this year. I'm a little leery about starting Joseph Adai, and in one of our leagues, the NFFC Primetime, um, I have the option of Michael Bush against the Kansas City Chiefs or Joseph Adai, and I'll tell you, I've got to consider Michael Bush. I think you have to as well. 
If you have Michael Bush going up against Kansas City, Kansas City is notorious for allowing big games against the running backs, and I'm considering well, playing Michael Bush over, over Joseph Adai. Well, Scott, I, I totally agree because until Indianapolis can figure out who that number two wideout is, that's going to keep uh, that that's going to keep Peyton Manning under wraps, and it's going to keep the running game under wraps. And I mean, when you're talking about a number one wide receiver, and that's it. I mean, everybody knows if if you've got a number one guy, they're going they're going to dial into this guy. But you've got to have a number two guy. Is that Pierre Gasson? I don't know. We're going to find out, I hope. Well, and again, uh, looking at what um, Joseph Adai is up against, he's up against Miami. Uh, again, um, they held Turner in check. This is a guy that got his opportunities. 22 carries for 65 yards, man. That is an absolute bust. And, and I want to go over this first round. Well, uh, I can't, I, well, I can't wait to talk about Turner here in a bit. I'm all over the place. Let me re, Let me go back. Las Vegas was an absolute fantastic trip. If you are not playing high-stakes fantasy football yet, you need to go. We have so many events out there. We have the National Fantasy Football Championship, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, Memorial Day. We have um, the Fantasy Football Players Championship, a Friday night that was at Caesars Palace. Then we have the World Championship of Fantasy Football on Saturday night uh, or Saturday morning. Uh, at the MGM, and these are major, major contests. If you're not playing, get in a satellite uh, this next offseason. Start you off something like a, one of the 77s or a 125 or 200. Get in so you can be part of this high-stakes action. Mike, I know you're coming next year. You are not yeah. going to regret it. Uh, yeah. Some of the guys, th- this show is all about high-stakes fantasy football and exposing the general public and, and the world of high-stakes players to the best of the best, the high-stakes players. We're going to have them as special guests all this season. Uh, we, we have some of the best uh, high-stakes players that come into our show, Mike. I, I got to spend time with Lance, uh, sports betting man, John Duckworth, War Kittens, uh, Josh and Jason, the day drinkers, Alex Kaganowski, founder of FFPC, Dave Gerzak, Leroy, and the gang there, Jack Hahn. I got to spend time with Fish, Jim Perrone. These are, names, these are household names in high-stakes fantasy football. Tommy Yates, winner of $100,000 last year. Uh, John Culligan, well, John Rozek. I'm hoping they get John Rozek on the show this year. Wayne I'll Ellis, say, the Colts fan. Go ahead. I'll just say this right now, uh, Scott. I mean, to be honest with you, when Rachel and I were there with you for the uh, NFFC, uh, it was it was a big time, uh, big time with uh, Dave and uh, uh, Billy. Billy. Was I, I mean, that, Billy Waz, where are you? Come on, check in. I mean, that was a lot of fun, and just to hang out with you guys. And in Chicago, had yeah. a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah, at NFFC Chicago. But uh, next year, I can't wait for the FFPC, man. That's, that sounds like it's a big-time event and a great oh, event. Everything was first class all the way. Free food, catered drink, catered meals. Catered, you know, they, they gave you the drink tickets and kept you rolling, and uh, just first-class accommodations uh, at Caesars, and then we had the WCFF event at MGM. They had all kinds of things going on there, but again, we got to spend time with Mark Cerebro, a, a prior champ, Chad Schroeder, a prior champ, David Dodds, the football guys. There were so many people that were out there in the fantasy football world. I, I'm, I'm going to expose you, the listeners of Red versus Blue to these guys, these minds, 
that have a lot to say about your your fantasy decisions that you have every week. It's just top notch top notch information well, we're going to have all year round. And then and another thing, Scott, it was it was amazing. Uh, just a period of about an hour hour and a half uh, when Dave and I want to thank Dave Verzai for taking care of our dinner. Uh, but just the, the hour hour and a half uh, that we had there together, just to sit there and listen to what you know the different things that they were talking about the different options to go if you have uh the pick two if you have the pick 13 and then later down the road uh you know week two three four five uh go ahead and then uh who do you go for for the waiver uh do you pick up the, that wide receiver that running back the, the the mindset and the insight was incredible yep and, and get used to more of the same, Mikey. Uh, so we started off last week with a, a Thursday night game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Uh, this was a game that was uh, back and forth all the way to the very end. Either team could have won this game. Um, and what we saw that was most entertaining was Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes absolutely went nuts uh, with his performance. And I think you're going to see a little bit more of the same. Nine catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets from Ben Roethlisberger, who was on fire. This Tennessee Titan team uh, isn't going is, – is, they're going to have tougher times ahead. So I think you can look for other wide receivers to take advantage of this same situation uh, when, when you're facing Tennessee, and this week you get Houston. So maybe this is a bounce-back game. You have to start Andre Johnson anyway. It's not even in – we're not going to tell you to start Andre Johnson. You have to start him. He has to be in there. So – it's it's one of those things. You've got you've uh, you had a bad week. Andre Johnson is one of the guys that you have to have in there every week. And you know the Jets put it to him, man. Uh, there there were so many busts this year in the first round. Uh, I was so, I, you know, I had the five pick in the World Championship, and all off season long I've been talking about the five pick, right, Mike? <laughs> and I had it narrowed down. Look, I'm either taking Steven Jackson at five or D'Angelo Williams at five. One of those, whichever one is there, I'm going <laughs> to take him. And I'm sitting there, and sure enough, it goes one, two, three, like you thought. Number four goes Steven Jackson. And when the when the spot comes up to me and I'm on the clock, I utter the words, Ladanian Tomlinson, okay? And so oh. I've, already, I've already started off out of the gate uh, without um, Ladanian Tomlinson for week two and for who knows how long. Sproles look fantastic. It's exactly how I thought he might be used. But let me tell you something. If you are a Ladanian Tomlinson owner, Hope is not lost. I'm here to offer you optimism. The positive side of this thing is this. He has fantastic matchups in weeks 12 and 13. Those are the weeks you're going to need him to play. Uh, he gets matchups uh, against Kansas City in week 12, which is the big matchup. If you want to get past these two-week playoffs in the World Championship and the FFPC, you have to get past week 12. And it's Ladanian well, Thomas against the Chiefs. That's a, that's a matchup that you like to have. If he makes it there, you've got to you've got to make it. So that's the that's well, the thing. See, but I see, see, Scott, that's what I'm thinking. Can he make it there? Because Darren Sproles right now is the I mean, he's the guy. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the the lightning bug. Let's face it. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna let uh, LT do whatever he can whenever he gets back. But when will that be? I, it, it's just a bugaboo. You know, it seems like it's just constant, and I well, thought that this year was going to be the year. Well, you know what, though? Here's the thing. I'm not that discouraged about it. 
you are going to lose a couple of picks. My good friend Alex Kaganowski brought it up. He said, you're going to lose. You have to go into the season knowing that two of your first nine picks are going to bust. Regardless of what happens, two of your first nine are going to bust, which is why you have to draft deep teams. And I'll tell you what, that's one thing I'm very proud of this year. I drafted very deep teams. I waited on my wide receiver or my quarterback and my tight end. Still got solid, solid players there at those positions. We know that. And, and when, when teams are taking the quarterbacks early and the tight ends early, a lot of times it makes it very difficult to field a big team, yep. a deep team, to make it through the bye weeks, to make it through the injuries. Hey, Drew Brees had a fantastic week. He won a lot of, uh, of uh, you know, points for, for some of the teams that drafted him. But, again, do you have a team that's built for the long haul? That's going to be the that's going to be the test. Maybe you do, yep. uh, and if you did, you, you you're going to hit on some of those players that aren't highly rated. But uh, Ladainian well, Thompson, you, uh, okay, it's it's a bust for week uh, two going forward. It wasn't that great, but there were other busts in the first round, Mike. Let's take a look. Adrian Peterson Chris was Johnson. a consensus. Adrian Peterson was a consensus. He dominated. He rolled 25 for 183 touch. You always have Adrian in the lineup. MJD looked great. He's got, uh, you know, against the Colts, who doesn't, though, right? I mean, he was uh, heavily involved. Forte was the consensus number three pick. And, Mike, 25 Busted. carries for 55 yards. No catches. Busted. The reason why you're taking Forte is for the catches and the involvement in the offense. Exactly. He got his 25 exactly. carries, but he had no catches. That that, that that total thing between Orton and uh, Cutler, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with a trade there, but it didn't look good for the first week for either one of them. Yeah, yep. And so Forte had a uh, had a had a tough go of things, and you know they've got you have Green Bay that looked fantastic on defense. They gave Chicago and Cutler fits all night long, and that's that's a team that we're going to have to watch to find out can they duplicate that performance on the defensive side. Uh, they've got Cincinnati this week, and so you're thinking, okay, is Benson a start? Well, Benson looked good um, yep. this past week against Denver. Again, who doesn't look good against Denver? 21 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. He pushed that in near the end there, four catches for 32 yards. He's heavily involved, but week two is going to be the telling moment. I'm not here to tell you who to start if Benson against Green Bay or, you know, what have you. It's going to be one of those matchups you're going to have to watch and evaluate. If you call in, we'll give you an update on what we think, 347-324-5404, but there's never any guarantees here. Steven Jackson, Mike, was another bust. 16 carries for 67 yards. So even if I took, even if I didn't take LT and I took Steven Jackson, I'd still be disappointed right now with, with Steven Jackson going up against Seattle and just getting 16. No, 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 no. Now, now see, here's where, I, here's where I separate from you. Don't sweat week one. St. Louis put up a goose egg. No big deal. St. Louis is not a very good team. However, St. Louis will put up numbers. Steven Jackson will make – I was almost said they were going to make things happen. Uh, uh, Steven yeah, you Jackson, almost did. I almost did it, but Steven Jackson and that offense will get – they'll get some points for you as from a fantasy standpoint. I don't know. I don't know. It's still up in the air for me, Mike. When Washington is up for you next week, too – you have Albert Hainsworth that absolutely clogged the middle on Brandon Jacobs. If you watch this game, it was Albert Hainsworth just clogging that middle. Jacobs ended up with 16 for 46, two catches for 17. Bradshaw, basically the same kind of performance, but he's going outside a little bit. 12 for 63, catches for 11. Again, these guys getting you 10 points. You expect a lot more out of Jacobs or Bradshaw. Well, but I'm telling you, Washington but, 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 but is not a defense guys, you want to face. 
But those guys are north to south runners. Steven Johnson, he's not a north to south runner. What do you think? What do you, what, what do you think he is? He's not a scat bag. He's not going around the corner. This guy's a lumbering load. This guy is as comparable to Brandon Jackson as anybody I can think of. This guy's a big load. A big go off the end. Steven Jackson goes goes off the end like nobody's business, and he will take yeah. care of it. Well, we didn't see that this past week. He got a, a combined zero catches from Steven Jackson this past week, making all the Steven Jackson owners very, very happy to have him. And uh, you know what? The next pick, D'Angelo Williams, looked somewhat decent against Philly, 14 for 37 and a touchdown, yeah. four catches for 42. Philly brought it all day. This Carolina offense, though, is in for some major problems if Jake DeLome cannot get out of this rut that he's in. When you look back at last year and the interceptions and come back in the first game this year and have four, another four interceptions, this guy, I tell you what, D-Will's in for a long road if this is the type of performance DeLome's going to get. They're going to stack the box and say, beat us. Yeah, they're, 14 they're, for 37? They're going to chance Jake DeLome say. They're going to dare you say, hey, throw it. As a matter of fact, they're not going to say, hey, throw it. They're going to get him. Um, he's got to make better decisions, better decisions in the pocket, and he's got to do, you know, better things that's going to make Steve yeah, Smith we'll happy and, we'll and the whole team happy. We'll see. Let's take a call from the 908. 908, what's your state, your name, where you're from? Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Uh I really took a beating this week in fantasy. A lot of us did, buddy. A lot of us did. I picked Thomas in the half marathon. He's been eating Quiznos all week. Who? Who who did he take? I I picked Thomas in the half marathon, and he was eating Quiznos all week. com. All right, <laughs> Mike. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, he drafted Thomas. Not not uh, uh, not sure not sure what the spam was there. Not anyway, let's sure get there either. Yeah, let, let's get back to it. Uh, LT uh, again versus Oakland. Thirteen for fifty-five and a touchdown. One catch for one yard. It wasn't what we expected. Sproles came in and pretty much dominated after LT rolled the ankle. LT is officially out. So. Yeah, how, how, he's that, a Sproles, uh, how he's a Sproles right now. Well, you should have backed LT up with Sproles, but, again, in the in the World Championship, I had that opportunity in the seventh round, and I took I backed up Brandon Jacobs instead with Ahmad Bradshaw, not hoping bad, that maybe Sproles bad. would come back. But uh, I, I definitely made the wrong call there uh, looking back. Uh, well, so, again, yeah, you've got another – you, Another bust there. That's three out of the first six picks, Mike, have been bust so far. Well, that's hard to tell, though. That's hard to tell because LT comes out of uh, training camp and feels like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good to go, I'm good to go, and everything's right. And he rolls an ankle in the first game against the Raiders, and there was no way that the Raiders should have been that close to San Diego to begin with. So that raised me questions with uh, Philip Rivers and the whole team. Let's look at the next one, Mike. Andre Johnson, um, Andre Johnson, four catches for 28 yards against the Jets. The Jets absolutely stifled this Houston team. I watched the replay last night, and unbelievable, Mike, how the, the Jets' defense performed against this Houston team. Took them completely out of the game. Uh, but, Mike, I want to take a closer look 
at this Jets running game because a lot of you are thinking about Leon Washington and Thomas Jones putting them in the lineup this week. And I want to just tell you a little bit about that game. Uh, Thomas Jones, while he was involved in 20 run plays, uh, Leon Washington was involved in 16. He was involved in 16 times. Leon Washington, he, he ran, okay, ran with the ball, okay? He was in there 16 times. Uh, but those carries for Thomas Jones came in the second half. This was the Leon Washington show, Mike. The, yeah. I didn't expect it to be this huge, okay? But Rex Ryan decided that Leon Washington would be the, t- the player to lead them against the Houston Texans. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. And if you want to look at the, at the recap of this game, it was Thomas Jones came in a little bit, then Leon would come in, and it was back and forth a little bit. Through the second and third quarter, though, it was basically Leon Washington. There was a stretch there from the second all the way through the third that it was it was Leon Washington. And then only only near the end of that, you know, and, and in that fourth quarter did Thomas Jones start to get some carries and wearing them down. If this is how they're going to use them, what this means is Thomas Jones is going to come in and wear you down and if they have a lead. But if not, it's going to be Leon Washington. So I'm a little skeptical about Thomas Jones being able to repeat that performance, Mike, even though he had two nice touchdowns, he busted a nice one uh, late on, yeah, later I, on. But Houston was tired by that time. Yeah, I totally agree because uh, the NFL is becoming a running back by committee league. Uh, no matter what team it is, whether it's the New York Jets or the Oakland Raiders, because Michael Bush, he's going to fit that bill because Michael Bush, he is that good. And so it's becoming a running back by committee you have to find out which team that you can rely on and which running back that you can rely on that's going to sit there and get you can maximize your points on. It's tough to do. Uh, we have somebody in the chat room, Mike. Chris Fields asking, pick one, Forte, Rice. Uh, let me scroll back up here in the chat room. Sorry, Forte, Rice, Lewis, or Ward. I'm assuming that's Jamal Lewis and Derek Ward. Uh, Matt Forte, obviously – uh, is, is is really unbenchable at this point. It's just one game in the season. He's playing Ray Rice. Pittsburgh. Ray Rice. Ray Rice had a uh, had a decent day. McGahey again though played in kind of that Thomas Jones role second half. He just kind of rolled up the Chiefs like that. Uh, Ray Rice is playing at the Chargers though. Um, a little bit of a tougher matchup there. I'm not so sure I would I would entertain the notion of benching my number two pick at this point. So. I have to I have to put Forte. I'm not going to gamble and, and bench Forte, Mike. Are you honestly sitting here telling me after what you saw in one week against the Packers, you will bench Matt Forte? No, no, I would not bench Matt Forte. Okay, no way at all. Much. All right, he's, no. he's saying pick one. He's saying pick one, only one. Ray uh, Rice. I would so pick benching, Ray Rice. You're, you're benching Matt Forte for Ray Rice. I that's am. What you're saying. I am. Yep. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Ray Rice didn't look uh, – I mean, he looked good. Again, this is a, a Kansas City team that everybody should roll up and package. 19 carries for 108 yards, two catches for 12 yards, okay? That's what you should do against Kansas City. Uh, McGahey came in, 10 carries, yeah, what, 44 what, yards, four catches for 31. He came in and rolled them up, too. It's not like he but, did anything spectacular here against the Chiefs. He got you 10 points. But, but what I'm saying is uh, that Joe Flacco is definitely comfortable at Baltimore. And, uh, you know, 
yeah, thank you. Jay Cutler is definitely uncomfortable in Chicago right now. What yeah. we thought, I mean, he should have thrown eight interceptions instead of, instead of four. So I, I'll take the comfortable quarterback with the comfortable yeah. uh, running back and uh, Derek Mason and everything. They've got the whole deal covered. Yep. Let's look. Uh, let's look again at this first round again. Another bust in AJ week one. Week one had Randy Moss twelve catches for 141 yards. He wasn't a bust, Mike. He came on the first half. I'm like, well, there's Man. things a little shaky, but it didn't take long for for wow. Randy and Welker to both, you know, catch fire. Welker ended up with, you know, twelve catches, 93 yards. Both these guys had 16 targets. If this continues, look, both these guys are automatic must-starts. The guys that took yeah. Randy Moss, Welker, and Brady, those types, they're going to be just fine. It's like the safest play pick in the book that you could have had. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 to, I, to, I totally agree, Scott. I mean, they, they just nailed it. Uh, Brady, he knew what needs to happen in that yep. game. And, uh, you know, he, he went to his man, he his money man, uh, Randy Moss, and then yep. Wes Welker was right there. So, you know. That team is – that's a beast. That's a monster. And so if you got them, if you got Moss, Welker, Brady, you're good to go. Yep. I also want to mention uh, Mark Ronick and the guys at thefantasysportschannel.com have launched a new uh, URL for the Fantasy Sports Channel. Guys, it's quick. It's easy. You can you can plug it into the phone and listen, fsc.fm fsc.fm all the listeners you can go there you can chat and listen with us live uh, at any time fsc.fm to listen to the live show obviously if you want to come back and listen to the archives you need to come back to blogtalkradio.com slash red versus blue and you can check out uh, the archive podcast uh, but Mike back to the games again we're trying to break down this first round of uh, players how they did and what's what's to come uh, and hindsight's so 2020. I mean, who who shouldn't have taken Randy Moss at, at the four pick? I mean, come on. Larry Fitzgerald started slow. Uh, Kurt Warner took an absolute beating against this San Francisco defense. But Fitzgerald did end up with a, a nice third and fourth quarter surge, because I don't think he had anything in the first half. Six catches yeah. for 71 yards and a touchdown. He turned things around. This team, though, uh, you're going to see more of Fitz because Bolden's questionable. I've got the injury report right here. Bolden's questionable with the hamstring, and Steve Breston is questionable with the knee. Okay, uh, both both these guys uh, are are mysteries right now. How they're going to perform? And you said it, Mike. Jeremy Urban. I want to I want to take a quick look at Jeremy Urban before for all the listeners, real quick. I want I want to just tell you how flexible and versatile this guy is. Uh, Mike, Jeremy Urban. For all of you listeners. The percentage of plays that a player is in is pivotal. It's a key piece of information uh, that you should be looking at. For example, Larry Fitzgerald, he's in 100% of the offensive plays. A, a 75% is high. 80% is high for a, for a number two. 93% Jeremy Urban was in this past wow. weekend as the number three wide receiver for the offense. Jeremy Urban so cool. not only lined up not only lined up in the in the number two wide receiver slot on the right side of the field, he lined up in the slot on the right, the slot on the left. He lined up the, as the left wide receiver. He was interchangeable all offense. They were switching Fitz and Urban on one side of the field to the other. 93% of the plays, 67 plays, Jeremy Urban was in that offense. So if you don't think 
that Jeremy Thank Urban you. is a versatile player, that tells Thank you everything you. you really need to know. 50 passes Larry Fitzgerald was involved in because Kurt Warner dropped back to pass. He was involved in 50 pass plays. Uh, 49 of them, Jeremy Urban was in the game. Okay, well, That's a tremendous obvious. percentage. And it's very obvious, Scott, uh, because the way Arizona played, that they're going to need Urban because with Breston down and uh, Bowden hurt, I mean, they need Urban. They need a guy to step up and uh, be that guy, and Urban could be the guy. Somebody's asking in the chat room, Jokers 99, ND defense or 49er defense? Uh, Indy's taking on Miami on Monday night, and the Niners, which looked absolutely fantastic uh, against Seattle. I'll tell you what, um, after what I saw from – Well, I'm going to disagree. After what I saw from San Francisco, this defense is not joking around. Uh, They brought the heat all day long on Warner. I expect them to do the exact same thing with that Seattle offensive line that's banged up. I would start San Fran. That's me. Uh, Take it for what it's worth. Oh boy, I wouldn't. Indy, I wouldn't. Indy got you one defensive point last week. Okay, if you want to, if you want to go and entertain that, go right ahead. And especially with Bob Sanders not in that in that defense, that's not a defense I'm even looking at. Slayton versus the Jets last week, another bust. Mike nine carries for 17 yeah. yards. He busted a nice run uh, a reception uh, late in the game uh, and fumbled. And fumbled the ball, so he was de- he was dejected. Nine ca- carries, seventeen yards, three catches for thirty-five. Still ended up with eight points or so, but not a good start for Slayton. And this week, uh, Houston gets at Tennessee, and you know they Pittsburgh Pittsburgh didn't show they could run against Tennessee, so I'm not so sure that Houston will. I, I predict a, a big things from Andre Johnson this week, but I'm not so sure that Slayton is is, is somebody that we're going to see week two. No, I I totally agree with you. Slayton is a He's a bad play this week because you go against Pittsburgh and that's bad news. And uh, so Andre Johnson, that that is a good play. Uh, Boscape is out, so uh, I'll, I'm talking about Tennessee. But um, anyway, it's there. There's no way we could play. Uh, we could play uh, Steve Slayton. No. All right, well, I don't know if he's a bench just yet, but uh, it's very difficult to bench your first-round picks this early on. It, it can bite you, come back to bite you. Chris Johnson, we all know on Thursday, wasn't somebody you could start. Uh, 15 carries, 57 yards. Uh, again, though, he gets Houston, who was just, uh, you know, ran up on, uh, you know, Jones and, and Leon did the, did what they could do. Uh, so I would expect that um, I would expect that Chris Johnson gets his. I would expect Lindale White to get his as well. Even though he's in a limited role, uh, if Lendale gets you 10 carries this week, 10, 12 carries, I would expect that this week he gets you about 45, 55 yards. He could bust a big one always. but And, and I think he gets you a touchdown this week. If you're, if you're desperate and you need a, a safe 10 points, I think Lendale will get you that 10 points this week. Um, well, see, I, well, see, Scott, I, I kind of disagree because uh, in this situation, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee – <laughs> Tennessee is 0-1, and they need a win, and they know they know they need a win right now based on their schedule. So they're not going to bust in Linda White and, you know, a bunch of carries in the second quarter and fourth quarter and third quarter and this and that. They're going to they're gonna go ahead and go with Chris Johnson, their big man. That's their man. And oh, well, sure. Sure, but they've got to give him a breather, just like they did the other night. 
he had 15 carries, Mike, but Lendale had eight. And that was against Pittsburgh. You, you have an easier offense, Lendale's going to get more than eight, and he's likely going to get a touchdown. That's what he does. So that's where I'm coming from. You know, I'm, I'm just talking about a guy that's going to get I'm, you ten points. If you don't think he's going to get ten points, fine. Fine. I don't we'll think, move on. No, I, don't, I don't think Lendale White's going to get you ten points. I think Chris Johnson is just going to bust it the whole day long. We just need to start going on record then. Let's 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 rewind the tape next week, guys. Rewind Mark the tape. Mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> Reggie Wayne versus one. Jacksonville Mike in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. I was lucky enough to get Reggie Wayne at 2-8, the 20th best player mm. in the league, Reggie mm. Wayne. He carried me this week uh, to a win, 10 catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. And we're going to see more of this, Mike. He had 14 receptions, landed, caught 10 of them on some great catches, and, uh, you know, they couldn't stop him. I don't see Miami uh, doing anything to stop this. Gonzalez is out. You're going to see double coverage. But you know what? Reggie Wayne is just one of those guys you cannot stop. Greg Jennings, six catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. He he was kind of having an okay night, a little off, and then they caught that long bomb at the end of the game. I don't know if you stayed up for that or not. Caught a 50-yard touchdown yeah. from Aaron Rodgers. It was just a matter of time before this guy finally did something. It was only eight targets, though. I like to see a few more targets in a game like that. I mean, when you're talking about guys like Wes Welker and Moss getting 16 targets, Wayne 14, Santonio Holmes 11, Larry Fitzgerald 11, these are all big names. Greg Jennings only getting eight targets. That's a little concerning. They can really spread it around there in Green Bay. James Jones and Jordy and Driver and the tight ends. Uh, it's just one of those things. I'd like to see a few more well, targets before I anoint Greg Jennings, you know, a top five wide receiver. Is uh, is Jennings hurt? I mean, I, I heard a, a report that uh, Greg Jennings was maybe hurt or in practice. Uh, I think he's fine. Yep, I think he's fine. He's no problem. Okay. He he fully yeah. he fully practiced. Let's go ahead and hit the injury report before because we always run out of time getting into these things. Real quick, injury report for all you guys that don't have the time. Bolden and Breston are both questionable. Uh, the hamstring and the knee both bothering them. Uh, Friday uh, again, Jason Elam is a kicker, uh, left hamstring. So watch out. Don't don't start a kicker that's having problems. Okay, he fully participated on Friday though. Uh, no, Sean Moreno fully participated on Friday with the knee injury. So did Kyle Orton with the finger. Uh, I should expect that uh, Moreno will be a start. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Kevin Walter fully participated in practice as of Wednesday with the hamstring. Walter's back in the lineup. And, again, with uh, they, they need a win coming back playing Tennessee. Uh, Pittsburgh threw against them. I'll bet you that's a good start for anybody that needs a uh, is in a pitch. Yeah. Uh, Bo Scaife did not practice because of that knee injury. He's, not, he's likely he's, out yeah, for a couple out. of weeks here. And Jared Cook also was limited Friday, the rookie tight end out of Tennessee, with the ankle. So that probably puts Algie Crumpler into the starting role. If, you, if you're really hurting at tight end, I guess you could do worse. Um, Mike, the big story here on the injury front, Pierre Thomas fully mm-hmm. practiced on Wednesday with the knee. So here you have a story of, Pierre Thomas and Mike Bell, Mike Bell, uh, right, starting, you know, splitting carries here, and uh, Mike Bell, 28 carries for 143 yards <laughs> against Detroit. Okay, this is Detroit. Let's not get too carried away here again right. uh, against Detroit. It was it was a lot of work. He won't get that much work if Pierre Thomas is fully healthy. Matter of fact, I don't know how much work he's going to get. It's all speculation at this point. 
some people suggest yeah, that, that it's going to be like a 50-50 split at this point. I'm not so sure that Pierre Thomas doesn't come back and just reclaim the job. That's what I'm hoping for because I've got him in several well, leagues. He's got to he's got to do it. I know that Scott and uh you know I think Pierre Pierre Thomas I mean he's definitely a great back but uh Mike Bell he has worked all, he's worked out in the uh in the all season. He's proven himself in the uh, preseason and he proved himself in week 1. I don't I don't care if it's Detroit, it's the NFL. So uh I, I'm very interested to see what direction Sean Payton goes, but uh, I, you know I think that uh, Mike Bell deserves fifty uh, percent of it at least. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, it might be a fifty percent type week. I, I landed Pierre Thomas in the fifth round. I took him in the fifth. I was I was thinking maybe he'll come back in the sixth. I didn't want to risk it, so I'm sitting here with LT and Pierre. I was thinking out for two weeks, but. You know, it's just what you do. You well, take flyers well, and you hit on some, and you hit on and you miss on other. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to go outside the box here right now. If you're a uh, if if you're a head coach, and if your head if if your best running back is still not quite a hundred percent, and you've got a guy that just did what he did against Detroit, why not do it? Why not do it again? And then let that guy rest for another week. Yeah. Uh, 50% carries, Chris. Uh, we're talking about the, the carries between Bell and um, Pierre Thomas maybe this week. We're, doing, we're talking about a 50-50 split. Uh, more injury news here before we get to some of these other players. Deshaun Jackson fully participated in practice with the groin. Start him with confidence, even though the quarterback situation is up in the air. It's a great matchup. New Orleans is going to throw the ball. Philly's probably going to have to throw the ball. Might be a shootout. We're hoping for big, big things from Deshaun Jackson this week uh, in that game. T.J. Husmanzada, Mike, fully participated on Friday. He had back spasms, and they sat him out of practice uh, a couple days this week. So if you haven't heard that, and that's been under the radar, Hoos has been having some back spasms. So, again, it's not a guy you can bench at this point, but just keep an eye on it. Uh, Yeah, but but I'll tell you what, the, the best tight end in the league is on that team. Yeah, Carlson looked great, didn't he? Oh, Carlson looked great. Awesome. From the Irish, yep. Uh, I've, been doubtful, wa- I've been waiting on that guy. Doubtful, limited participation in practice. Antonio Bryant on Wednesday, he's doubtful, Mike. This is something I want to bring up. Obviously, Anthony yeah. Gonzalez didn't participate. That's that's the injury report. Let's take a look real quick at this Tampa Bay passing game because, guys, here's another. Hopefully, you, uh, you, you were able to snag some guys here. But when I'm looking at this Tampa Bay game, I'm looking at one thing here. And it's, and it's what's this Michael Clayton kid all about? Is he back to form? Byron Leftwich uh, was involved in 45 passing plays, okay? On Sunday, he was involved in 45 plas- passing plays, 43 of which Michael Clayton was on the field, okay? The, very, the next closest guy is Kellen Winslow with 33, okay? Michael Clayton was in one wide receiver set for this team. He was the guy that's out there, and he's the guy that's benefiting from this injury to Antonio Bryant. Michael Clayton had eight targets, five catches for 93 yards. We haven't seen this in a while. Um, Michael Clayton is a guy that I think if, you, if hopefully you were able to snag him. I think he, he needs to be in your lineup. If it's a tricky situation, let us know. But uh, I think Michael Clayton's one of those guys that you have to put in right now based on the fact that Antonio Bryant's not playing. You've, you've got a, a number one wide receiving option right now. If he's out there and your your league allows it, go ahead and get him. And they're going to have to go downfield too. That they've got to do it. That they're going to have to do it, especially because they're going to be behind. 
Right. Yeah, and there were plays out there where he's, um, you know, it's him and Antonio Bryant uh, pretty much the whole Cadillac game. Williams? Well, that's that's another player that you have to consider. It was it was uh, just to talk about Caddy for a minute. It started off the Cadillac Williams show. Uh, the first ten carries of the game went to Cadillac Williams. Okay, he was the one that was in there. They had uh, B.J. Askew as the fullback. They had uh, one play where I think where Ernest Graham came in and relieved him. But then, after those plays were over, and after he got his you know big touchdown, here comes right. Derek Ward pretty much for the rest of the game, and and then it then it comes back, and then they went back and forth. They did a series with Caddy, and they came back and did a a series with Ward, and and then they finished the game with Derek Ward. You know, for about ten straight carries there. So it's gonna be a mess. I'm not sure what to think of them. They, you know, they ran on the Cowboys pretty good, so that, you know, that bodes well for matchups this week. Uh, when you're talking about the Cowboys playing the Giants, Brandon Jacobs yeah, and Amon Bradshaw, I think, are both big time starters in the first stadium, of the first game for the new stadium. Jerry Jones has basically said it like this: You guys are playing for jobs, and you're playing for bonuses, one or the other. If you do well. You're, you know, you're going to get a nice bonus because he wants to win this first game uh, in, in, in this beautiful new stadium. So, big, show, big, big showcase on Sunday night at 8.30. And, uh, you know, like you said, Jerry Jones is saying that's pretty much it. But uh, the New York Giants are looking at it like, well, this is our game too. So hold on now. So uh, I, I see Brandon Jacobs, Amar Bradshaw, just having big, Big games, and I see, I, I see uh, Eli Manning just sitting there going, "Okay, I'll hand it off. I'll hand it off. I'll hand it off." And don't you, you know, just letting things happen. Oh, almost there. Happen. But Bradshaw we have another, Jacobs. We have we have yeah Bradshaw and Jacobs. I think are, are are good starters this week. Both of them. If you're if you're in a pinch and you need to uh, throw Bradshaw in there, I think he'll get you a, a nice game. They're talking about Burleson in the chat room right now, Mike. And Burleson is a guy. Look, I lost Anthony Gonzalez in, in one of my in primetime league in the NFFC. You know what? I looked down at the roster. Burleson was there. Nobody else got a second look for me. This kid uh, is healthy, and in that offense, what more can you ask for? With, especially with Hushmanzada with some back spasms. Burleson yeah. had 11 targets for Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck <laughs> had an absolutely fantastic day for all of his owners, including us. Uh, Matt Hasselback threw to Nate Burleson early and often, seven catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. This kid is back, and he's playing San Francisco. It should only get better for Matt for, for Nate Burleson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the guy, he's finally found his niche, and he's found a situation. And sometimes, I mean, that's what happens with uh, wide receivers, running backs, what have you. You find your situation, you find your niche, and – you go with it, and he's yep. found it with uh, Matt Hasselbeck. They connect, and uh, so Something else that's really alarming here. Now, before we answer this question, I've got a, a question from Jokers. I want you to veg on it. Santana Moss or Deshaun Jackson? I want you to think about that. But before we do, um, wow. we, I, I've got to talk about New Orleans offense for a second, and I've got to talk about you owners that took Lance Moore. If you took Lance Moore, you spent a pretty nice high pick on him, maybe the, you know a sixth round maybe. Uh, maybe seven, something like that, if you've got a good steal and value. Um, let's talk about this because Drew Brees went back to pass 35 times last Sunday night or, or last Sunday. Marquez Colson was in there for 32 of them and then got awfully quiet early on. That's a little disturbing to me. 
to see Colston come out, do something right off the bat, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown, but only get targeted six times in the game? That's a little odd for me. What happened yeah. is Devery Henderson was in the game 26 passing plays. Lance Moore was in the game 18. Mike, the number two wide receiver in New Orleans, is Devery Henderson. Yeah, I think so, and that's why I put in a lot of big money on him. Uh, but, you know, he was the number two receiving guy for that day, for that day. You never know. It, it sounds like uh, it sounds like New England Patriots. I mean, you never know who's going to be the guy. Next week, Lance Moore, he could be the guy. It depends on matchups. Well. Yeah, but you know what? You have to be out there to play. Devery was out there 63% of the plays. Lance Moore was out there 36% of the plays. That's not a situation. I'm not starting Lance Moore in any league if he's only out there 36% of the time. What it looks like to me, Mike, is if Lance Moore uh, is and Robert Meacham are in an absolute dogfight, okay? Now, they're using Lance Moore all over the field. I saw him in the slot. I saw him line up on the right, on the left. Uh, and, and back and forth, pretty much all game. They, they, they're bouncing receivers around quite a bit as well. But it's a dogfight right now for Lance Moore and Robert Meacham. Well, Devery Henderson has pretty much supplanted himself in that number two spot. Yeah, but would, would it not surprise you to see Lance Moore next week do the same thing, get, like, you know, 10 receptions? It would surprise, for, me. Uh, it, it would surprise me. I think Lance Moore needs an injury. I think he needs an injury to Shockey. He needs an injury to Reggie Bush, maybe an injury to Colston to get back in good graces on this team because you have players that have caught up, I guess, evidently. They're out there more. Anytime you have a player out there 63% of the time to 36% of the time, the coaching staff says, I want Devery out there for a reason. And they used him. They they had a great day. They didn't use Lance Moore that much. He is not in my lineup until something changes. So Lance Moore is one of those guys I'm I'm just sitting and holding on. A guy I'm not sitting and holding on is Justin Gage. I absolutely love what I saw on Thursday night from Justin Gage, Mike. This kid is the passing offense for Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins, it, sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are. It matters how much your quarterback trusts you, how much confidence your quarterback has in you. Mike, uh, Justin Gage has all the confidence in the world right now uh, you know, sure. with Kerry Collins. And 94% of the passing plays, Justin Gage was out there. Uh, Nate Washington's going through some things with that hamstring. Uh, Bo Scaife is having some problems. Look, Justin Gage is an absolute must-start right now. Okay, well, if you I, have I, him and you're considering, yeah. you've got to put him out there. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Bo Scaife, he's not going to be available Sunday. Uh, this is going to be a very uh, challenging situation for uh, Kerry Collins. And But you know what? Every time Kerry Collins faces a challenging situation, he comes through. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him mix the run with Chris Johnson and the pass a little bit, maybe a little Linda White. And uh, Tennessee, Jeff Fisher, he knows what's going on. So, I mean, I, I can see a big game out of Tennessee. All right, Mike, so we have this question here. Santana Moss was basically invisible uh, the other day. Uh, Santana Moss against Washington. Uh, or, I mean, uh, against St. Louis, has a great matchup, right? Uh, that, that's a good matchup to have. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was the other question against Philadelphia. I have to put Deshaun Jackson in the game right now uh, because of what he brings to the table. Uh, New Orleans is a shootout game, Mike. New Orleans is an absolute shootout game, and you, you know that's what's going to happen when you're playing New Orleans. And 
they have to prove that they can stop it. Yeah, you're going to start I, I like, Santana Moss. Yeah, I, I like Santana. I like Santana Moss. You are Moss. lost, man. You are lost. Don't give these guys yeah. this kind of advice, man. Seriously. I, I can't. No, no, I'm serious. I, I cannot, I cannot base handle it on something. Kevin Cobb base it on something. the ball to me. Base it on something. I cannot, ha- I cannot handle Kevin Cobb throwing the ball to me. I would love, okay. I mean, Campbell, Campbell's proven. Campbell has proven he can do it. So I would ten times rather have Campbell throwing the ball to me than Kevin Cobb. So, yeah. Well, he definitely has a better matchup this week. It's uh, he definitely has a better matchup. I, I will give you credit there. You said two words, Kevin Cobb, and I, I'll give you credit. But I don't, I don't bench Deshaun Jackson in a matchup against New Orleans. No way. In a situation like that, I'm looking at over unders. Unless you your point for uh, uh, returns, punt returns. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't mention that. Look, go to your go to your sports book in a game in a in a in a, in a decision like this. Um, Look at the over under. Which team is going to score some more points? It's going to be a it's going to be a passing attack game. Uh, I'm going to put Deshaun Jackson in there. Enough said. Let's I'll take Santa Moss. I heard you. Let's look at the you already owe me two Butterburgers, buddy. I oh, know. <laughs> let, 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 let's look at um, another player I want to talk about is Lawrence Robinson, Mike. I don't know if this guy even sniffed your radar, yep. but yep. in 43 passing plays that Mark Bulger was involved in. Uh-huh. 41 of them, Laurent Robinson was in. 41 of them, Donnie Avery was in. This kid has put himself up there with uh, uh, as a potent part of this offense. And I watched him a couple times. He's a nice, tall kid. Kind of reminds me of a Chris Henry type. Several times Mark Bolger aired it out there, and Laurent Robinson just jumped up and got it. There was another time where it was a 50-yard bomb that he just barely missed on. Uh, he, if he had brought that down, it would have been a nice – Nice day for Lauren Robinson, but I'm telling you, this kid is not somebody you want to overlook. He had 10 targets, count them, 10 targets, five catches for 87 yards. It's a big day. Lauren Robinson was involved in 94% of the passing plays for St. Louis. I'm telling you, this is a kid that you've got to get in your lineup. If you, if you were fortunate enough to draft him, put him in there. I think you'll be happy uh, this week uh, as the Rams take on the Redskins. Yeah, I mean, Lauren Robinson, he's been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's his time to shine. There's no doubt about Scott. I mean, it's his time to do it. So, uh, you know, Bolger has been waiting on him, and uh, he's been waiting on Bolger. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. I just have a hard time feeling, a hard time thinking that if they can't get that run going, then they're – all right, here's a, a, here's a tough one, Mike. That. The chat room's keeping us busy tonight. Michael Clayton versus Deshaun Jackson. Michael Clayton versus Deshaun Jackson. It's uh, Again, we talked about the Philly matchup there. You've got Kevin Kolb, uh, and you've got Michael Clayton against at Buffalo, who just got rolled up by the Patriots. Uh, again, Michael Clayton's one of those guys right now. If Antonio Bryant is definitely out, you've got to put Michael Clayton in the game. It's just yeah. the information is yeah. there for you. It's at your fingertips. He was heavily involved last week. He'll be heavily involved again this week, and uh, I think we're I think we're seeing the resurgence of Michael Clayton, the enigma, the mystery um, that was Michael the Clayton. Enigma, the mystery. I love it. I love it. Uh, I I just cannot go with anybody that's going to uh, have the ball thrown from Kevin Cobb. I can't do it. Brian right. Westbrook's going to have a big day. 
let's look at this next one. Walkie is in the chat room asking us. Uh, it's a 25-75 PPR league. Needs to start two of the following four. Fred Jackson versus Tampa. Ray Rice at San Diego. McFadden at KC or Larry or Leon Washington versus New England. Well, first of all, put there McFadden in the lineup Got him. at KC. That's your first one. You get that. You get a freebie there. Uh, Ray Rice at San Diego, Lee Washington, Leon Washington versus New England, or Fred Jackson heavily involved against Tampa Bay. Mike, Tampa Bay allowed uh, Dallas to to do pretty much what they wanted to do. Um, I would have to consider Fred Jackson as as a big part of this offense right now. He does a little bit of everything. You have to take advantage of a couple of weeks. It's at San Diego. It's at San Diego, and, and, and I'll tell you, they're gonna they're at home. Um, I, I'm, it's not a guy that I'm if I'm if I'm in this type of situation, you're loaded right now. First of all, I mean you're okay. Whatever you do here, you're going to be okay. If you want to maximize your upside, Fred Jackson has uh, is that offense right now. You've got to take advantage of these three weeks that Fred Jackson is offering you. So I'm starting Fred Jackson and McFadden. I think you're going to be very pleased with what McFadden does against Kansas City. They're the worst in the league allowing running backs uh, to just roll all over them, you're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah, Probably from Michael I, Bush, too. I I can I can kind of agree, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, hey, guys, uh, before Great we go, we've got a couple minutes me. left. We've got a couple minutes left in the chat room. I want to tell you guys, after this show is immediately over, you've got to check out the new show. It's called Midnight Oil with Jeff and Ryan. Uh, go to fsc.fm immediately after this show. It's a new show. I'm going to be there. I'm going to check it out. fsc.com. It's Midnight Oil with Jeff and Ryan. Give it a check. Uh, we'll, we'll do the same, and we'll see you over there. Uh, Mike, we've got just a couple minutes left. We've had, we've had so much information we're trying to cover here. A couple of quick weather items. And, hey, this is things you got to watch out for. Houston at Tennessee, think about this. There's a 60% chance of thunderstorms during this game. 60% chance of thunderstorms. Watch the passing games for Tennessee. I know Gage is still a starter there, but maybe you can't start the tight end, obviously. Uh, Kenny Britt, uh, you can't start him just yet in that offense. Yep. Uh, it's a one-wide receiver offense. Arizona at Jacksonville, 40% chance of thunderstorms. No Jacksonville wide receiver should be starting right now. Uh, Fitzgerald is right now the only starter uh, wide receiver I'll start right now in Arizona. Hightower, what an amazing performance he had. Uh, in that offense, if they continue to use him like that, who would have ever thought that Hightower would be your number well, two running back? You know, it, it's just all out of the backfield. They, they use him out of the backfield, and uh, they said, well, you know, if you get 2.9 yards per carry, well, that's not going to work, so we're going to use you out of the backfield. We had, an, uh, we had a question from Jokers. Would you drop Chris Henry for Burleson or Lauren Robinson? Burleson in a heartbeat, buddy. Burleson in a heartbeat. The other weather situation is Monday night, Indianapolis at Miami. 40 to 60% chance of thunderstorms in that game. Again, Ted Ginn, Devon Best. I think Devon Best is going to be the best wide receiver on Miami's team this year. Devon Best, yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's going to be the best. And then Indianapolis, it's going to be a, a back and forth with Garcon and uh, Collie. They obviously have the signing of Hank Basket. I'm not doing anything with Basket. I think, uh, I agree. you know, the funny thing, I'm going, to leave, I'm going to leave you guys with a story. If you saw it in Sports Illustrated, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, was talking about, uh, you know, talking to some fans, and some fans were like, hey, I drafted you in my fantasy league. You know what he told these fans? He said, why don't you go ahead and trade me for Pierre Garçon? You'd be a lot happier if you did. Okay? I'll just leave you with that. That's what Anthony Gonzalez said before the season started. 
So he knows what this kid's all about, and, and so they're going to give him a shot. I think right now he's the number two wide receiver in the Colts offense. You've got to you've got to take a look at him, Mike. Uh, Pierre Garcon. Yeah, you know that's pretty interesting because uh, I hear uh, on different uh, talk shows they talk about. Well, I'm you know, on my fantasy team, and they look up at. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. We're out of here. Red versus blue. Louisville beats Kentucky to tomorrow. Red versus yeah, blue. Yeah, blue. Video where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. I just want to ask up. Oh, man. I just want to ask up. Uh, yeah, I just want to ask up. I just don't know what to say. We had fun, man. We'll see you next week, bud. All right, man.